Hello, you are listening to the Faith for Life Austin podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening and I pray that this message will empower you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out in your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with him. If you're strong in your connection in Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow him. So enjoy today's podcast. So praise God. So what we're going to simply do is we're going to do just a quick review and then we will get into the word. So now it, uh, so what is faith is what we talked about on last week. And the Bible tells us that faith is Hebrews chapter 11 and verse one. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I'm going to read it in two other translations. Uh, and it says right here in the Amplify that now faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact that which is not experienced by the physical senses. It also says here in the CEB uh, translation that faith is the reality of what we hope for, the proof of what we do not see. So now uh, the, the Hebrew word for faith is pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, which simply means confidence, trust, belief. Say it with me. Say confidence, trust, belief. We also found out that faith is what? It's present tense. It's like right now. In time you have, you have the past, you have the present, and you have the future. So faith is present tense. Now it talks about in that description that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hoping is that which is in the future, right? So faith is now and hope is future. So a lot of people have been doing what they call to be faith, and actually it has been hope and that's why they have not received right so we talked about also the illustration of that you know uh in the store that you have basically three basic things you have you must go into the store you must put things in the cart and you must check out you know so it's when you check out that you have actually have ownership of that amen so our ownership in in this thing is actually hope is is the cart Right, So people have been going around the store but not checking out. So we are learning how to check out, take ownership of that thing. Amen? So with that, we also looked at Jesus, who was the ultimate teacher, who was the great leader and the great shepherd, because he is the one that we can trust, because he always tells the truth, correct? So he's the one that we can trust to give us a more clarity on what faith is. So we talked about it in and so Jesus was walking in uh, Mark chapter 11, and he walked over to a fig tree because he was hungry, and the fig tree was giving off the perception as if it was bearing fruit. Oh, wow, that's, a, that's something else there we talk about. It gave off this, this, this perception as if it was actually doing what it was supposed to be doing. Jesus goes over to it, and it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. A fig tree should what? It should produce figs, right? So since it wasn't, it means that it was lying, right? It was, it was a lying tree, right? right? So Jesus walks over to it. He says, no man 
eat from you from hereafter. That's all he said. He goes to do what he has to do. He, uh, he goes home. The next day he comes back and he just simply, this is the fig tree, he's just walking past it. He doesn't even look at it. He doesn't pay attention to it. But Peter, who's with him, actually draws his attention to it and says, Master, the fig tree that you cursed, that it dries up from the roots. Now that means that this tree, the, the trunk is, is, is dried up, is brittle. The, the limbs are brittle. The, the leaves, if there's any on it, they are dried up and wilted. That means it is gone. So it had to be something special that Peter would remember this tree. So then Jesus goes on to explain on that. So we're going to pick up again from verse, uh, verse 22 because this is going to help us as we continue on today. So in verse 22, Jesus said, let me get over there myself, praise God. So that's, again, Mark chapter 11 and verse 22. Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith, in verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive, and you shall have them. Now, there's something I want to draw our attention to, because we always talk about faith and we always talk about believing, right? We always talk about believing, but there's another side of faith. Jesus said in verse 24, let's look at how many times he actually said the word said, say, Okay, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say, that's one time, unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Right? Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you believe, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So he actually talked about saying far more than he talked about believing. So faith, so faith involves saying. Well, what do we say? Okay, that's a good question. What do we say? It shouldn't be a mystery to us. God, the great thing about this is God desires that we always know. God doesn't want us to be in the dark. He's our father. He loves us. Think about how many of you are parents, if your children have a question, you will like, you know the answer and you just won't tell them. You wouldn't do that, right? You would share with them because you love them and you, you're training, you're, you're teaching them, right? One of the things that you, would say, uh, that you would say to your children is like, what, don't touch the stove. Why? Because you love them, right? So you would speak to them. So God loves, God loves us, so he speaks to us. He speaks through us to us by his word but, and also by his spirit, amen? So now let's take a look at Romans chapter, chapter 10, okay? This is going to all tie together. It's going to all tie together. So Romans chapter 10, and we're going to look at verses 8, and we're going to look also at verse 17. So Romans chapter 10 and verse 8, and it says this, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. 
That is the word of faith which we preach. Now verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So notice this. In verse 8, the Bible called the word the word of faith. But in verse 17, it says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So why is the word of faith, why is the word of God called the word of faith? It's saying because the word itself actually produces faith. Now, one of the things I want to encourage you to do is, um, I know a lot, of, a lot of electronic versions of, of uh, the Bible does not show italicized words. Well, italicized words are very, in the Bible, they're put there for the purpose to let you know that the translators, they put this in to try to bring clarity to what people were saying. Sometimes they do a good job and sometimes they do not. So let's read verse 17 without the italicized word, okay? And the italicized word in this scripture is actually the word cometh. So it reads this way. So then faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, that word cometh means what? Means that it will, it will happen. It means that it's, it's coming forth. But that's not what the Bible said. The Bible said faith come, it says faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in other words, by you hearing the word of God, you begin to hear what the word of God says and faith is there. Hold on. So what happens is you hear the word of God as a result, the word itself speaks, therefore you have faith. It didn't say the word of God speaks, you hear it, then it comes so you have to have faith. God is saying that there is no separation, that we don't have to wait. <laughs> we don't have to wait. We do not 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 have to wait. Why is that? Okay. All right. The world will tell us in order to buy a house, we have to wait until we get a certain age. We have to have a job. We have to build credit. We have to apply for a mortgage. We have to then be approved. Then we can go decide what type of house we can have. Is that not the world system? Okay. I was watching television. There was this young kid on there. He was about 12 to 14. I don't quite remember it. And they were doing uh, testimonies of things that happened because people were standing on the word of God. This young boy wanted to buy his mother a house. Now, according to the world, there is no way that he can buy a house, right? Come on. He's 14 years old, 12 to 14 years old. He, he doesn't have a real job, right? He hasn't established credit, right? What mortgage company will take him on? Come on, let's think about this, right? Well, what actually wound up happening, he's believing God. An actual program came out and he bought a, a house for one dollar 
and gave it to his mother. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. This kid bought his mother a house. Come on. Faith <laughs> bypassed what the world tried to do. The world says it ha you have to wait. You have to wait. You have to qualify this way. But faith does not show that. So again, so why is the word called the word of faith? Why is, why is it, why is it produces faith? Why, why is it so? Well, let's take a look actually at uh, St. John chapter 1. St. John chapter 1. We're saying why is the word called the word of faith? I'm, we don't have to wait. <laughs> that changes some things. What have you been waiting on? God is telling you you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait any longer. We just have to have faith. We just got to check out. Amen. Praise God. So let me get over here. So St. John chapter 1. And it simply says this. Amen. Let me get over there. Praise God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God and all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of man and the light shined in darkness and darkness comprehended not. So now verse one, we're just going to take our time with this. Verse one, it says this, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In the beginning was now we know was actually simply means it's a it's a it's past tense so that means that the word was eternal that means that let's just say that we have a line of eternity right here so as far as we go this way the line just goes it never stops because it's eternal and as we continue and go this way, as far as, as, far as it goes, it, keeps, it just keeps going. It never stops, right? So this is, this is eternity, right? It says, in the beginning, which, which designates a point. In the beginning means this is where time started. So let's say it this way. This is the line of eternity, and this is when the beginning happened. That means that the, the word was... And there never wasn't a time when the word wasn't. And it means that the word is. And it means that the word will forever be. Right? Which means this. It means that the time itself can never alter the word. Time itself can never cause the word to decay. To break down become irrelevant <laughs> to never become irrelevant the word itself has the power in itself to be itself and to bring forth what it says in the past in the present and in the future so that means that we can count on the word of God that means that we can count on the word of God. So this is how we can have faith because if the word of God says it, 
it said it for the past, it said it for the present, and it said it for the future. So the blessing of the Lord came on that 14-year-old kid, and he was able to buy his mom a house. When everything naturally said, nope, it doesn't work. You, it won't work that way. You can't have it that way. Well, why is it important? As children of God, as sons of God, God has called us to do so, some things that are so elaborate and so extravagant and so great that we couldn't possibly do it in ourselves. But he has given us the word of faith or the word that produces faith so that we can do it. So he's given us that same word when we don't have peace. Jesus said, my peace give I unto you, not like the world gives. Let not your heart be troubled. So that when I need peace, I'm able to go to the word let the word, hear the word go in me. The word begins to speak to me and now it produces peace. Well, it's going to take some time to do that. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I want to ask you this question. When you got born again, how long did it take you? You simply believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth and you were born again. You simply believed in your heart, confessed with your mouth, and you were born again. So God is saying that this is the pattern and the principle that I have, that the moment that you believe it on the inside, because remember, he said, he said in, uh, in Mark chapter uh, 11, when Jesus was talking, he said, you shall believe in your, uh, believe in your, well, shall not doubt in your heart. So our issue is getting the dog out of our heart. That's why the thing has to manifest, because it has to be flushed out. And how we flush it out is by that eternal word that always works that is working and forever shall work. What is it that you desire? What is it that God has spoken to you? We say, well, God has spoken anything to me. God has spoken to you. God has spoken to us. But see, we can't have faith for it if we don't have the word for it. Because remember, it's the word that produces the faith so that we can receive. This is so good. The reason why that God spent this time and had all these books written is because this is so great that it will make our mind go tilt. Okay, I'll give you another example. Um, there was, I remember there was this kid uh, who was in a youth department and he was uh, just about to turn 16. So he decided to do what was taught. He was a youth. And that's one of the great reasons why we want to make sure that we have our youth in, uh, in our services. 
Because they're taught the word of God on their level so they can receive it. And that's another reason why we want to make sure that we have our children in, in, those, in the children's service and kids' world so that they can get the word of God so that they can receive it. So, so what wound up happening, he was taught about faith. So he didn't ask his mother or his father for a car. He set his faith on it. Now, how many of you can afford to give your kids cars if they will put their faith on it? Everybody can, right? <laughs> so what winds up happening, Porsche comes out with, a, with their first SUV. He decided, I like that car. He put his faith on it. Put his faith on it. This businessman walks up to his parents and said, the Lord told me to buy your son whatever car he wants. You, you hear me? He, he does not have a job. He, he can't pay insurance. But he said, whatever car you want. And he had the means to do so. Now his parents were like, hold on now. You know what? You know, they were like, hey, you know, that's just a little bit too much for him. You know, the insurance and the power of that vehicle and all that stuff. So he didn't get it that way. But he, it was provided. It was provided. You know, that's that parent part where you decide, you know, hey, you know, someone may have gifted you a Lamborghini, but I'm not going to give a first-time driver a Lamborghini. How many, you know, that's wisdom, right? So what I, the reason why I'm bringing up these, these, this, these examples of youth, because the world said that there is no way these things should happen. So if God will do it for those who have that childlike faith, Come on, for those who have no other means to make it happen, how about us? God is not a respecter of person. God is desiring to do something so supernatural, and I'm telling you right now, God is doing something so supernatural in his church. God is doing something so supernatural in this community. I'm telling you, it's not a coincidence that everybody now, it seems like everybody, all these corporations, everything is flocking to Austin. It is not by coincidence. I'm telling you, it is a setup plan because God will get the glory out of this. This place has exploded. I remember when we first got here, you can get a brand new house built. Brand new, I want to explain this. A brand new built custom house for $125,000. Man, if I would have bought a house then, oh, okay. But you could have bought a brand new house for $125,000, exactly like you wanted. And now, uh, what, right? What is four or five times that? So what I'm saying is this. It doesn't matter how much it goes up. You want to know why? Because we got the word of God. We got the word of God. We can pay for it with our faith. Remember the thing about checking out? When you check out, the great thing is this. You don't have to pay for it. Jesus has paid it all. The only, way, the only thing we have to do is flush out the doubt. To let the word of faith begin to flush out, to enter into our hearts, put it into our hearts so that it speaks to us. Once it speaks to us, we declare it like Jesus said. You would say to this mountain, it wasn't an anthill he was talking to. But I'll tell you this much, even if it was an anthill and he said, go into the sea and it got up and obeyed me, that still would move my faith. 
right? That still would get me encouraged. But he was speaking to a literal mountain, and he said, be cast into the sea, and it says, it shall obey you. So when you speak to that house, so when you speak to that car, thank you, you know, you know promotion doesn't come by hard work. It says promotion comes not from the east or from the west. It says, but it comes from above. It comes from the Father. Well, why does promotion come that way? What he's, what he's saying is this. You're finding out what the word of God has to say, and you're doing it what the word of God says, and as a result, you're promoted. Well, what do you mean by that? How, how, does, it definitely, how does it work where I can get a promotion? Because the word of God says this. Work not as unto man, as, I, as man pleasers, as I pleasers, but work as unto the Lord. So basically, I don't need my boss to look over my shoulder to do my job. So I'm working like this, and as a result, I'm working unto him. So it doesn't matter what's going on, because I'm working unto the Lord. And as a result, what happens, my boss notices, like, this guy is productive. This, this lady is productive. You want to, not, want to know why you're so productive? Because the blessing of the Lord is upon you and Holy Spirit is leading and guiding you and the wisdom of God is on the inside of you and he shows you how to be more effective and efficient in what you're doing. Okay, I'll give you another example. There was this lady who was a custodian. She was working for this, this company. I forgot what type of company it was, but it was a very big company. She's just going around cleaning up and she's always praying, always praying. So she was praying at home, and the Lord gave her this, this vision. So she simply just write it down. And she's at work, and she decided to show it to someone. She shows it to this engineer, and he says, how did you come up with that? How, how, what, 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 how did you come up with this? What wound up happening, the Lord showed her an engineer piece that the company needed and there was no way, they couldn't find, they couldn't figure out how to do it. They couldn't figure out how to accomplish it. This was the one thing that was stopping the plan for what they wanted to do to cause production to go forth. And they were stumped. So millions of dollars in R&D was wasted because they couldn't correct this one thing. But because she was in prayer, <laughs> because she was listening to the Holy Ghost, now, God is able to use her to make these things happen. We are not limited to what the world tries to tell us we can have. We're not limited to what, for what people say that this is what you're supposed to do or what you're supposed to have. But we are children of the Most High God. Come on, we got to be ready to walk as God wants us to walk. See, it says that Jesus was made manifest so that he can destroy the works of the devil. Well, what's the works of the devil? Poverty, sickness, disease, lack, right? So all these things are manifestations as a result of Satan becoming the God of this world through, through the fall. But what has happened is God says, Jesus came, it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. So what does God expect us to do? God expects us to go about doing good and healing all those who are oppressed of the devil or the manifestations of the devil has affected their life. We have come to interrupt that and bring them back to the garden where God has called them to do, to walk in victory. 
But what is how this all start? It starts with the seed. It starts with the word of God in your heart. It starts by flushing out that doubt in your heart. Letting the word of God wash, wash, being washed with the water of the word, cleaning your mind. Because the victory is in Jesus. And Jesus is the full manifestation of the word of God. So this is why the word is called the word of faith. Because this has always worked. It works even now. It forever shall work. Amen. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I would love for you to do. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faithful Life Austin podcast.